We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I didn't stop it in time again. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the morning grind. I'm your host today, TJ Zwarich. I believe you'll have the main man, CBTPFL, back next week. But uh, that doesn't mean we're not going to be here this week to break down Friday's huge 14-game slate. I am joined by my guy, Keith Eister. Eyes, how you doing? Pretty good. Yeah, big old slate here that we got to break down. Um short slate on uh, Thursday night. So we finally get a full slate of action back for MLB, but I had a, a nice little cub stack. I don't know if you saw the incident between um, Michael, yeah, Derek and chat, just uh, Keith wiped that smile off your face because of the events in the Cubs Cardinals game, Derek, of course, a Cardinals fan. I'm a Cubs fan. Um, but yeah, but Michael is ejected after just two outs. So hopefully nobody played Mike Michaelis Thursday night. That second one that he hit Hap with, that was just like the most the obvious, most obvious. Looking yeah. weird ball. Like he just like looked like he threw like a hey, trying to get his attention type ball at him. <laughs> yeah. So that was definitely an interesting situation. But those watching us live on YouTube or even on YouTube Friday morning, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, hit that notification bell, all those good things. As well as uh, if you're listening to us in podcast format, make sure you leave the Morning Grind podcast a nice five-star rating, whether you're on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's start diving into this one because we got a lot of games to cover. My dog, Obi-Wan, is excited about it. Everybody's excited about it. It's 14 games. It's a lot. So let's start getting into it. We got the Yankees at the Orioles. Uh, No total yet in this one. Garrett Cole, Grayson Rodriguez. Uh, how much interest do you have in Garrett Cole at 11K going up against Baltimore? 
Yeah, most expensive pitcher on the slate, I believe. Yep, just double-checking that. He is um, not the best matchup here. And it has not exactly been dominant Garrett Cole this year. Um, we're used to seeing his strikeout rate up above 30%. He's down just under 28% on the season. I, I mean, you can always play him. I will have some exposure. He's he's a tournament play only for me. Um, it's Garrett Cole. He can go out and strike out 10 at any time. But he he's not my favorite pitcher in the top range. Just don't love the matchup against Baltimore and that strikeout rate being down. Now, he, he's been in awesome form. He's got double-digit strikeouts in each of his last two, but that was against uh, Kansas City and Colorado, two of the worst offenses in baseball. Um, the Colorado start was in Coors, but I'm, I'm still just kind of basing that performance off of the matchup, and uh, he, he falls third or fourth on the list in the, the top range of pitchers for me today. Yeah, I agree. He's a great tournament option, always has the upside, definitely never somebody you want to full-on X out of your pool unless he's getting crazy ownership, but I think he's going to make for a great tournament option. It's going to depend on his ownership for me. If he ends up being one of the chalkier guys, I'll probably go underweight. If people are overlooking him because of his price and because of the tough matchup against Baltimore, then I'll probably try and get a lot of Garrett Cole. What about Grayson Rodriguez on the other side? 6,300. For me, this is almost like a, you know, if Judge plays, I'm probably not going to play much Grayson Rodriguez. If Judge doesn't play, I think he's probably one of the better cheap tournament options on the slate. I think I'm interested whether judge plays or not, just because of that price tag. It's a massive slate. I'm not sure how often we need to go down here, uh, but he is definitely my favorite option under seven K today. Um, he's, he's flash strikeout upside. He's been hit around a little bit. Um, pretty decent start his last time out against a tough Tampa Bay team. Um, he did start another one against the Dodgers since coming back. So I feel like he's figured some things out since returning from the minors again. Um, he's had two really tough opponents and he's gave a pretty good account of himself in both starts. So I I'm interested, even if judges in the lineup judges out of the lineup, I, I will definitely have a lot of exposure. If judges in there, then it's, it's going to be an ownership thing. And then just building some lineups and seeing how, how often I need a cheapie. Yeah, I think that's very reasonable. I'm definitely going to have more interest in him if if judges is out. Um, but I think regardless, he's like he's a he's a top prospect. He struggled when he came up. He looked good in his last starts. He's so cheap that with the strikeout upside side he has, I just kind of feel like I have to keep him in the pool because he could score 20 plus points at a 6.3k price tag. And if he does, you're definitely going to want to have him. Um, and so I'm very similarly on the same page. What about the New York Yankee bats going up against Grayson Rodriguez? Yeah, interest on that side as well. Um, the Yankees, like, Judge being back would be a huge plus. I don't love that he's 6K in his first start off the IL. Hopefully that comes with lower ownership because of. I think people are just going to wait and see how he looks. Um, he's been out for, what, almost two months, I think. Um, yeah, it looks like June 3rd was the last game he played, so we're very rapidly approaching the two-month mark. But, I mean, he's a guy who could come back and hit two home runs. So, And he lengthens the lineup as well. Um, I think Torres would be my second favorite option. And then Rizzo. A um, couple of young guys that, that can make help fit those top guys in. Um, Volpe and Peraza have been in the lineup quite a bit here here recently. Um, so I'm, I'm it's lukewarm interest, but I'm definitely interested in Rodriguez. Like you said, really good prospect. But he has been hittable in his short time in the big leagues. Yeah, exactly. And so that's, I, I don't think I have a ton of interest in the Yankees on such a big slate, but if I was running MME, they would definitely be in the pool. 
And I feel similarly to Judge as I do Cole. If nobody else is going to be playing him, I'm going to play him because it's Aaron Judge. If he's chalk in his first game back at 6K, well, then I'm probably going to be underweight and just let him uh, get back into things a little bit. Um, on a 14 game slate, I think we can just X out Boston. I think we can just X out Baltimore uh, going up against Garrett Cole. Yeah, I, I do agree. Save some time, move on to the next game. We got Philly, we got Pittsburgh. Uh, no total in this one either. We got a bunch of, um, we got a bunch of, I'm basically just going to skip the totals because we have so few of them uh, at this point. It's such a big slate and there's still a bunch of questionable pitchers. And so it seems like they're just kind of waiting a while to fully uh, f- uh, finalize this stuff. And so um, we got Zach Wheeler pitching against Mitch Keller. Uh, two two other high, pri- high of the higher price pitchers on the slate. Do you have any interest in uh, Zach Wheeler in a pretty strong pitcher's part going up against Pittsburgh? Yeah, I, I really like the matchup here for Wheeler. I really like the park upgrade. Philly is one of the best hitters parks in baseball. Pittsburgh, one of the best pitchers parks. So massive upgrade here for Wheeler. Well above average on the strikeouts, over 27% this season. And that walk rate is under 5%. So excellent skills here from Wheeler. Pittsburgh's a below average offense, at least um, they don't strike out a ton, but Wheeler has, has the type of stuff. He can get the, the strikeouts. He's under 10 K. I'm, I'm very interested in Wheeler in the spot. Yeah, I'm with you. It's just a very nice price tag for him. I kind of view him similarly as I do Garrett Cole in this spot from a raw points perspective, and he's just $1,200 cheaper. So I like that one. I also did find some totals. It's an eight and a half total in the Yankee game and with the Orioles, and it's an eight and a half total Philly versus Pittsburgh. Um, how about on the other side of this one, Mitch Keller lights out at the beginning of the year, struggling more recently. If he came at a discount, I think maybe I'd take some shots, but at nine, six, that's just an X for me. Yeah, it's a tough price tag. We have a ton of options in this range because it's such a big slate. Philly is a very powerful offense. They can certainly give him problems. Um, I like the ballpark, but I don't love the matchup. If he was in better form, I would have interest. He'd be right in that group with Wheeler and Cole for me. But just, I don't think because because we have so many options, I don't think we need him today. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Offenses in this one, I think you can take shots on Philly. I have no interest in Pittsburgh. But Philly going up against Keller, who's struggling a little bit, like, I don't know about a full stack, but a guy like Schwarber in this spot or a mini stack, I like quite a bit. Same page on Pittsburgh, no interest there. Um, and Philly, I think you can definitely hunt home runs here. And, and I'm looking to do that with lefties. Um, PNC Park plays friendlier for lefty power. So Schwarber and Harper are two of the best lefty power bats in the game. I don't mind Bryson Stott because he plays a weak second base position. 4,100 is about right for him. He's got a little bit of pop. Um, and then Brandon Marsh is the other guy, just super cheap. If he hits a home run, you're, you're looking good. But I'd either just put two or three of those lefties together or just simply one off looking for a home run. Yeah, that does feel too cheap for Brandon Marsh. I didn't even notice that. So that's a great call on your part. Um, I like the idea of just doing the Harper Schwarber and either Stodd or Marsh mini stack um, hunting for the home runs, like you said, against Keller. So maybe not a full stack, but I would have interest in, in this spot um, in, in hunting for some home runs. We got the angels and we have the blue Jays eight and a half total. Not 100% sure who's going to be starting this one for the Angels, but it does look like Lucas Giolito is going to be making his uh, debut for the Angels. Not sellers. Otani's off the market. They're buyers. 
I'd love to dive into that with you, but again, it's a 14 slate game slate. We got to keep rifling through it. Giolito at Kevin Gaussman. Do you have any interest in, in uh, Giolito in his first game uh, with the angels going up against Toronto? I don't know that I want to do it against Toronto. Um, let me, what is his price tag? Do you have it there handy? Um, let's see here. I don't even think he's in the main spot for DraftKings. So he's, he's 9,600 and he currently is listed as playing for the White Sox on DraftKings. Yeah. So he may not even be available for us to use. Um, even if he is available, I we can make this pretty easy. I'm not interested in Unavailable. Yeah, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Gaussman on the other side of things, somebody who can always put up a huge game, one of the highest strikeout, uh, rates in the entire league this year. He has randomly struggled in some games on occasion, but for the most part, um, he's been one of the more consistent high upside pitchers in baseball this year. 10-8, do you have any interest in Kevin Gaussman? I love Kevin Gaussman in this spot. Um, he has one of the highest strikeout rates in baseball for among starting pitchers. He's, he's top three in that regard, right behind uh, Strider and Otani, I believe. The Angels line up without Mike Trout. They've got a couple of other, other injuries. Um Drury's on the IL, Rendon's on the IL. It's just, it's a weak watered down lineup without Trout in there. Um, Otani's obviously amazing. He's the best player in the world. He's very scary. But outside of that, I'm not scared of really anybody in this Angels lineup. Um, I'm definitely chasing some Gaussman strikeouts today. Yeah, I think he's my SP1 on the slate from a raw points perspective. The only way I'm not getting there in a line is is if I can't uh, afford him or I'm trying to really differentiate and and get different. I think Gaussman is going to be my top pitcher today going up against the Angels. Yes, Otani is terrifying, but outside of him, it's not like that lineup is that scary right now. Gaussman is – I'm not worried about him facing lefties um with that splitter it's not really an issue for him and so um i'm all aboard gaussman he's my number one pitcher i worth noting that otani did leave the second game of that double header i'm guessing it's just because he's amazing it was a really long day um they said it was cramping so i expect him back in there but it is worth noting just keep an eye on that and while we're on that subject what a dude man a a complete game shutout in game one and a double dong, two home runs in the second game. Just absolutely incredible stuff we're seeing from this guy. This is probably the most talented athlete in their sport right now that we've ever witnessed. Like just the things that Otani is doing, like obviously it'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see if he's able to maintain this, keep doing it at uh, the same rate that he has been. But like what we're seeing this year this is one of the most impressive individual seasons in the history of professional sports. Like Absolutely. if not the most, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm with you. I hope he rests against my blue Jays. I'd love that. And if he did, <laughs> if, if that happens, I think Gaussman is like bar none, it's no, compi- no <laughs> yeah. competition uh, anymore as to him being the best pitcher on the slate. I wouldn't care about ownership. I'm just playing as much Gaussman as hum- humanly possible. Um, I wouldn't have any angel ish, uh, interest in any angel not named Shohei Otani. So if he's in the lineup, I think he's a great tournament play because he can hit anybody and he's always great. Um, and if he's out, just keep fire up all the Gaussmen and don't play any angels. But I actually really like Toronto as a, what I'm assuming will be contrarian stack in this spot. They're not that expensive, but shed is the most expensive at 5,300 um Guerrero was 51 still way too cheap for how he's finally been back to hitting the ball like himself again lately um 
the place I like targeting Toronto the most is reverse splits right-handed pitchers. And that's what Lucas Giolito is. Toronto is filled with amazing right-handed bats that, weirdly enough, are almost all better against righties than they are lefties. And so a reverse splits right-handed pitcher, even if he's a good pitcher like Giolito, I don't really care. I think Toronto makes an awesome tournament stack. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. We talked about Toronto's uh, splits a little bit when I was on with you earlier in the week. Um, there's just so many power righties in this spot, and that is that is Giolito's weakness, uh, right-handed power. So there's some strikeouts in this lineup. They could struggle, um, but Giolito coming over to a new team, like going to be unfamiliar for him. I, I really think the Blue Jays could get to him pretty heavily. And like you mentioned, like we're used to play, paying over 5K for a lot of these guys. Um, only Bichette and Guerrero are over 5K. Love the Chapman price at 4,600. Springer at 4,800. Uh, cheapies like Varsho and Bell, they're they're lefties. But I don't. I mean, if the, if the righties beat up Giolito early, you're going to get several at bats off the bullpen too. So I I don't mind playing the cheap lefties or the cheap catchers either. Yeah, like D- D- Danny Jansen, as long as he's in the lineup at 2,800, to me that's one of the very best point per dollar plays on any at any position on the entire slate. Like, not that we want to be game log watching, but pull up this dude's game log. And in, in the games he starts, um, last game, he hit a home run. Uh, game before that, he had a uh, bases clearing double in his one pinch hit at bat. Through, uh, the last games he started before that, home run, and eh, two games with just a walk, home run, game with just a, a single home run, home run. Like this guy has been hitting with so much power this year throughout the entire year. And he's 2,800. It makes absolutely no sense to me. I think Toronto makes for a great tournament stack. Uh, even if you want to do just like a Jansen, Bichette, Guerrero mini stack, I think that is, has, is very high upside as well. Next game we got on the slate, we got Cleveland. We got the White Sox 10 total in this one. Xavion Curry facing Tukey Toussaint. I don't think we're pitching either of these pitchers tonight. uh, And I feel like we can just X, am I correct? Absolutely definite X buttons for both. I don't, the Xavion Curry price tag is, is, is a miss by DraftKings. He's only going to throw like 40 pitches. Probably he's nine K no chance there. Tukey Toussaint was off to a, a great start. He was getting very lucky and that's all kind of come crashing back to earth here recently. He's, been beaten up in his last couple. No thanks on either one of these guys. No, 15, 14 games late. You don't got to take chances. Like two cent, you can argue it's like, well, he's really cheap. Maybe I want to keep him in my pool. But on a 14 game slate, I still don't think you have to. Let's go right to bats in this one. Do you have any interest in Cleveland going up against two cent? I do. I just, I don't think Tucson has any skills really whatsoever. I think the, the success he was having was completely fluky. Cleveland's been a, bit, a lot better here recently. They're starting to hit with a little bit more power, and they're they're cheap. Uh, Ramirez is fifty eight hundred. That's fine. He's one of the best hitters in baseball. Naylor has been on fire. He's only forty four hundred. Quan is coming off a great game, forty two hundred. Um, Jimenez is four K. Naylor is a cheap catcher at twenty eight hundred. If Fry's in the lineup, like I I, I want to stack up Cleveland for sure. I just don't think Tucson's any good. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i with you 100%. Cleveland is absolutely in play. Probably will be home run hunting for me. Maybe a little J-Ram and Naylor as opposed to a full stack. I just never really like full stacking this team. I want to include Bell and Naylor together, and you just can't. Um, and so it'll probably be a mini stack spot for me. 
What about the White Sox going up against Curry and this likely bullpen game? Yeah, bullpen game on a full on a full slate is probably something I shy away from, especially with a well below average offense. Um, I'd be looking for one-offs strictly here. You can always play Robert. You can always play Eloy Jimenez. Jake Berger hit a home run Thursday night. Um, he's he's thirty nine hundred still. That's probably about where it stops. Vaughn if he's in the lineup, um, but I'm I'm just looking for a home run here as a one off probably. Yeah, same here. Maybe a home run one off, and I'm probably not touching anybody else. Too big of a slate, and we still do have some really really strong offenses and some great spots that we haven't gotten a chance to talk about yet. Next one on the slate, we got Nats, we got Mets. Um, Max Scherzer going up against uh, Mackenzie Gore in this one, eight and a half total. Do you have any interest in Mackenzie Gore going up against the uh, New York Mets? I do have interest in Mackenzie Gore. That's why I said below seven and K is because Gore is seventy three hundred. He's just got big big strikeout stuff for this price tag. Um, the Mets again failed as pretty much chalk on Thursday night. They're just an offense that seems to struggle way more than they should. It's a fantastic pitcher's park. Um, Mackenzie Gore has that, like the Mets don't strike out a ton, but Mackenzie Gore has the type of stuff where he can rack up some strikeouts, even in, against a high contact offense like the Mets. 7,300, I'm, I'm fine chasing some strikeouts at that, that price. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Tough matchup going up against the Knicks, uh, the Knicks going up against the Mets. It'd be if if he was facing Soon the enough. Knicks, I'd be I'd be walking in uh Mackenzie Gore if he was facing the Knicks in this one. Um I, I can't imagine any of them would get a hit off of him. Um but uh the Mets, I, I like Gore for his price tag. Um and so I agree hundred percent a tournament option as an SP two today. What about Scherzer on the other side, 9,400? I think that's a great price tag for him. We haven't seen the same strikeout upside throughout the year for him as we have in the past, but this is still a great pitcher with a long leash um, in a low strikeout matchup, but not that tough of a matchup. Yeah, very low power on the Washington side, and that's been part of Scherzer's problems is the home run ball. Um, He's been very inconsistent this season. Like you mentioned, the strikeout rate, like Cole is not where we're used to seeing it. Maybe he's washed. I don't know. I'm willing to chase him for the rest of this season, at least. Um, I still feel like there's double-digit strikeout upside in here every time he takes the mound. 9400 a very fair price for this matchup. Yeah, uh, Jeff and Chad making a great point that maybe the reason Curry's price is always so messed up on DraftKings is because they think it's Steph, and they just assume <laughs> there's going to be a lot of three-point bonus. Uh, for him and so he gets that high price tag but um, yeah similar similar thoughts uh, for Scherzer it, it'll be pretty ownership dependent for me but I feel like I'm more likely to take shots on him than somebody like Garrett Cole just because he's in a similar bucket to me as Cole and Wheeler um, and for his price tag 9400 that's more than reasonable to me um, what about bats in this one do you have any interest in Washington going up against Scherzer, for me, I think it's probably still just uh, C.J. Abrams is too cheap. Maybe if I need, if I want to do a mini stack with Candelario, I'm good with it. But those will probably be the only two uh, Washington bats I look at. Yeah, no real interest for me in City Field. Um, Abrams is the guy. You get some stolen base upside there as well. If you're looking for a home run, it's probably Candelario. But that that's it for me as well. Matt's going up against Gore. I don't think I want to do a full stack, but Pete Alonso at 4,900 is one of the best one-off plays on the slate, I think. 
Uh, we're expecting Vientos to be uh, up at the top of the lineup again. And so if he, if you need a super cheap first base option, I guess he is viable. Um, same thing like Windor, it's fine. If you want to get to him, Nimmo has been great this year. Fam is nice and cheap, but this isn't a team on the top of my list. Definitely not on the top of my list either. Um, Gore is a guy that can struggle with c- control. I just, I still don't love the the ballpark. I love stacking against um, pitchers that struggle with control, but on a 14 game slate, one of the best pitchers parks in baseball, I probably don't end up there, but I don't think you're crazy. If you wanted to throw in a Mets stack, I, I do love your, your Pete Alonzo call. Yeah, it's just too cheap for him. They lowered his price because he was struggling, came back too early from that injury, but it looks like that power is starting to come back. So yep. um, I think we want to get on that Pete Alonzo, Pete Alonzo train before he's priced up near 6K again. Um, Milwaukee at Atlanta is the next game. 10 total in this one. We talked about how there's going to be some offenses we want to target, and there's a reason why we might take shots on $6,300 Grayson Rodriguez. There's a reason why we like $7,300 Mackenzie Gore. And it's because this matchup is Adrian Hauser against Yanni Chirinos and Atlanta Braves are, even though it's a Coors game, still the top offense on the slate. And so Hauser and Chirinos X and X, we don't have to worry about it. Let's talk about the bats in this one. Uh, Who do you like on Milwaukee going up against the low strikeout Yanni Chirinos? Chirinos is a stuff, tough guy to stack against for me. Uh, he does not strike anyone out, but all, he just constantly tries to pitch to contact and tries to get ground balls. Um, I think you're looking for fly ball hitters here who, and you're just home run hunting. Um, it's it's hot everywhere right now. Then home runs are starting to fly. So certainly don't mind trying to find a home run here. Um, Frelick, the young outfielder for the Brewers is probably my favorite one-off. Um, Yelich is too, too much of a ground ball profile. I don't mind Adamas if you want to do that for something more expensive, but Frelick at that price is my favorite option. Yeah, Frelick would be mine too. And while I agree with you 100%, it's kind of tough to stack against him. But the one place I feel differently is I agree. I like the home run hunting, but where the where I think Milwaukee could pose some serious value on this slate is in that back half of that lineup, the middle of that lineup. You just skip Yelich and Adamas. And you think, hey, well, I want to have a lineup with Gaussman and Wheeler, and I still want to be able to pay up for a couple nice bats. And so you play a Milwaukee stack of Freilich, Monasterio, Bryce Terang, um, all of these guys b- below th- uh, three, three, four and under. You mix in some Owen Miller or whoever, um, depending on this lineup that we get. And you just skip Contreras, Adamas, and Yelich. And you have a wildly cheap stack for a lineup that in case you want to double pay up at pitcher. I like that idea. I, I can definitely get on board with that. Good call. Atlanta going up against Adrian Hauser. This is the top stack on the slate. Uh, in my opinion, I would imagine when we are looking at projections, uh, uh, when this all d- drops on Friday morning, I'm going to assume going up against Adrian Hauser, Matt Olson will be the most likely player to home run on the slate, even though there's a Coors game. Um, they're expensive. You got three guys over 6K. You don't get a discount with Austin Riley anymore. Um, but I, they're going to be tough to get to, but this is still such an amazing offense. Yeah, top top uh, raw offense on the slate, even above Coors. I'm completely with you there. They are getting really pricey. They're making it as difficult as they possibly can to just keep jamming in Braves every day. Three guys in the the 6K club, that's that's amazing. Um, 
but we I think you've got to find a way to make it work. They they're just so much better than everybody right now. They have one of, if not the best matchups in on the entire slate. Hauser's just a really weak pitcher. The Braves are absolutely elite, so find a way to fit him in. I'm seeing right now if it's just possible at all. I don't think I would want to take shots on Dunning or Smiley. Weirdly enough, I would have a slightest amount of interest maybe in taking a shot on J.P. Sears, even though he's playing in Coors. But just looking at like the most reasonable way we could do this, say I, I go Grayson Rodriguez and, and Mackenzie Gore, since those are just two guys that we've talked about already. With Rodriguez and Gore, if I wanted to start the top five projected guys in that lineup, Murphy, Olsen, Albies, Riley, and Acuna, um, it's physically possible with Rodriguez and Gore. It leaves 2100 you per bat. <laughs> 2.033 per bat. <laughs> uh, and so with it's two outfield spots and a shortstop, you never know. Maybe you can find two 2,100 guys and a, two, a couple, one two, uh, 2K guy, and, a, uh, and you just throw them in there. But um, Obi likes – it has nothing to do with my wife, with my wife being home. Obi just <laughs> likes the Braves. I think you're likely going to have to mix in Marcelo Zuna at least one – probably two, but at least one of – Ozuna, um, Harris, and uh, Rosario, the three outfielders in your lineups. And then uh, maybe I don't think you want to shy away from Orlando Arcia either, somebody that nobody ever plays. He's one of the cheapest Braves, and he's having a very, very good season. Yep, completely agree. All right, who do we got here next? We got uh, the Twins at the Royals, Sonny Gray, Brady Singer, uh, 9.5 total in this one. Do you have any interest in Sonny Gray? I don't love the price tag for Sonny Gray, but I do love the matchup, which means he probably stays in my pool. I don't love to play Sonny Gray because he walks too many guys. He doesn't have the longest leash, and it just feels like he doesn't strike out enough guys. He's, he's right around league average with the strikeouts. He's priced more like a guy in the 25 to 26% strikeout range but he's down at 23.5%, and his walk rate's over 9%. So not a guy I play a ton, um, especially when he's up, up in the 9-10K range, but this matchup against Kansas City is too good to ignore. He's going to be in that bucket with with Wheeler and Cole that are deep tournament plays only, and it's dependent upon him being low-owned. Yeah, feel very similarly. I think I'd drop him below the Scherzers, the Coles, the Wheelers for me, but it, he's he's in the 150 max pool just because he's playing Kansas City. Um, Brady Singer is this is a guy who was just pretty pretty awful to begin the year. Showed flashes of upside every now and then. He's actually been quite a bit better recently. Um, he's got a long leash. He's goes over 90 pitches basically every game. He's gone up to 108 uh, recently. Minnesota has some power, but they also have a lot of strikeouts. Can we play Brady Singer on this 14-game slate? This is an extreme boom-bust spot, and I know he used to have a massive problem with lefties. I'm I'm looking that up on the fly here so that I can just speak intelligently about it because Minnesota's pretty left-handed. He has allowed – no, actually, he looks like he's fixed that problem to lefties. The slugging allowed is actually higher to righties. strikeouts let's see here and he's actually striking out more left-handers than he is right righty so he's he's definitely fixed that issue which makes me feel better about targeting him even more here um that's how you get the braves here if you want to stack the top five in the braves that's how you do it right there 
Grayson Rodriguez and Brady Singer. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and, and if um, Rodriguez comes in higher owned and judges is in, in the lineup and I'm looking for a pivot, I'm okay with Singer. I, I definitely prefer Grayson, um, but Singer, like you said, the Minnesota's the highest strikeout team in baseball, so I could definitely see him having a really solid game. Um, 6,400, you don't need much more than 15 to 20 points. And that's exactly it, right? Because even if, say, Gaussman puts up a 30-piece, has a great game, um, Cole... 20 to 25, Scherzer 20 to 25, Wheeler 20 to 25, and Grayson Rodriguez and uh, Brady Singer each put up 18, 19, and you you played them together because you stacked the Braves, and the Braves had 14 runs. Olsen had two home runs. Acuna had three hits and three stolen bases. Riley hit one out. Albies hit one out. That's something they can do. The Braves do that on multiple i've done that on multiple occasions throughout the year um so i actually don't think that's a crazy strategy even though the pitching the pitching is so great on this slate and so so vast so many options but rodriguez and singer they're two players that yes their floors are negative 10 but their ceilings are in the 20s they're they're two guys that could absolutely get there um and so for their prices i think they're fully in play um, what about the offenses in this one? Kansas City, I have no interest in in, in um, just that. Yes, they have some good bats, but it's too big of a slate. Um, but uh, Minnesota against Singer, to me, that like it's like you said, it's a boom bust spot. I want to play Singer and I want to play the bats against him. Um, Minnesota outside of Buxton and Correa, and even those guys aren't very expensive. This team is so cheap. I consistently love the idea of just going to Julian. Uh, Kepler and Kirilov or Larnack, whoever's in a good uh, lineup spot, or Jeffers at a full out punt mini stack. Like, just include your Julian and Kepler in there, and you get, uh, um, and you pick one other person for a mini stack. Maybe not a full stack spot, but you'd throw in Walner because this is a dude that's got so much power and he's 2100. So, play Kepler, uh, Walner, and Julian. You got a wildly cheap, cheap stack, and maybe that's the team you pair Atlanta with. Yeah, I'd, I'd love using the cheap part of this. I'm, I'm interested in the full stack as well, including Buxton and Correa. Um, Singer is a guy that we've seen get hit around plenty throughout his career. He can lose his command at times. Uh, so definitely interested in the Twins. I just saw that Polanco, it looks like we're projecting to be activated tomorrow. Um, checking his price, he's 4400 I, I don't love that. He's been out for almost two months as well. Um, if I, I was hoping that Polanco was really cheap. That might mean Julian's not in the lineup or some someone that we're, we've been used to seeing over the past month or two. Um, this lineup could look a little different if they activate Polanco, but the rest of them, like, you're still going to see Kepler and um, Own, I, either I Larnock believe, or Kirilov in there. I'm, if if I'm something. not mistaken, Julian can play third. Um, I could be wrong on that, though, and so I could, I could definitely see with Lewis and Miranda still being on the I.L., um, Gallo and Kirilov, uh, they've been banged up a little bit. I could still see Julian in there. Um, one of them could DH to around that infield until they get more healthy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's certainly possible both of them are in there. I, it, it would be Farmer that's out in that situation, right? Or yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. but I you got to see what the lineup looks like. Yeah, this you see what the lineup looks like, but then this also would be the case where. 
Um, if Farmer is out, Julian is in, you would have to have worry about that pinch hit risk. But Singer's also a guy that like they leave in there even if he's getting lit up. They will let him go 100 pitches so that they can salvage the bullpen even if he's given up five or six runs. Um, and so uh, I still think as long as he's in that lineup, all of these Minnesota guys are, are interesting. I'm with you. I kind of I was looking at the, the cheap guys and I was like, well, I don't really want to do a full stack of all these cheap guys. But yeah, duh, you pick three cheap ones and then you throw in Correa and Buxton. And then <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden that's a pretty great full stack. Um, so I'm uh, I'm with you there. I think that makes a lot of sense. Next game on the slate, we got a pitching matchup. Shane McClanahan, Christian Javier. Uh, where's the total in this one? Why isn't it showing up in uh, lineup HQ for me? There we go. Eight and a half total in this one. Um, are, do you have any interest in Shane McClanahan going up against uh, the Houston Astros who are now healthy and looking more potent? I don't know what this guy has to do to get his price lowered. He, he's he been dealing with, I think it's a back issue, and he has not been going deep into games. He did get up to 86 pitches in his last one, um, but he got hit around by Baltimore. Shane McClanahan, when he's right, he's one of my favorite pitchers to roster in DFS just because he has massive strikeout stuff. But I'm not, I'm not convinced that the back is healthy, and Houston is now much healthier now that Alvarez and uh, Altuve are back. So a much stronger Houston lineup. He's fully priced, 10-4. Um, I don't think I get there just because I'm, I'm worried about that leash with him. Um, Tampa Bay always has a quick hook, and now it's a, a bit of a tough matchup here against Houston. They're, they're a much stronger lineup than we've been used to. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I'm, I agree. I just want to wait and see on McClanahan and on this one. It's possible he goes, he's back, he goes 100 pitches and he's great. But even if that's the case, it's still Houston who have great platoon righties and then five all-stars. So um, now that Houston's healthy, I, I've, I've liked targeting pitchers against them while they were hurt. Where there was no Alvarez, no Altuve, no Bregman, the only pit, the guy in that lineup you're really worried about is Tucker for right-handed pitchers. Um but now that they're all healthy, 
I don't want to, especially on a guy like McClanahan, who's been struggling. What about Javier on the other side of this one? He's also a guy who struggled compared to his uh, last year numbers, all of a sudden started pitching very poorly. Last two games started looking a little bit better with the the strikeouts, but then still walked six guys in his uh, last start. Having said that, he's 8,600. There's upside at that price, but a lot of risk too. A lot of risk. Um, Tampa Bay is a, a very good offense. They probably overachieved this season, but um, they're still they're still solidly above average at least. They just may not be top two or three. Um, but there is there's still a lot of strikeouts in this uh, Tampa Bay lineup. The one thing, and I'm checking, we have four lefties projected. Javier has one of the widest um, strikeout splits. Like he strikes out a massive amount of righties, and he's more close to average against lefties. Uh, projecting four lefties to be in the lineup um, for the Rays. So that that's a slight downgrade. If one of them would happen to sit and we only get three, then I'd bump him up. He's still in the tournament pool, I think, just because he's a guy that can go out there and get nine or ten strikeouts. That'd be very useful at 8,600. Um, but I think the likely outcome is he, he either walks way too many guys to pitch deep enough or he just straight gets blown up. Um, it's a very risky play. I think he'll be in the pool, even if even if I'm doing like a 20 entry max. I think he would maybe make one or two of those, but deep large field tournament only. Yeah, agreed with you there. Only large fields, only if you're playing multiple lineups. And I think he'd be some, like he'd be one of the last guys to make my pool. I think um, just kind of uh, on the edge there for me. What about Tampa Bay going up against him? He walks a lot of guys, so I think the full stack is absolutely in play. You do have to worry about pinch hit risk with this team uh, quite often, but they also have some guys like uh, Mejia, Walls, maybe Andy Diaz, who could all be out for this one. So that might limit things slightly. Um, I think this is a great team to look at your favorite sports betting sites and see if they have any uh, odds that are kind of off the mark. And if you can get Brandon Lau for plus 500 somewhere or Josh Lowe or Luke Rayleigh for plus four or five, 450, 500 somewhere better. Um, I think that's a great spot to hunt for home runs in this spot with those lefties. Um, how do you feel about Tampa in tournaments? Yeah. Home run hunt is, is, is exactly what I was going to say too. He's a massive fly ball pitcher. Um, I think you could do the full stack because he, he can walk plenty of guys in front of the guy that hits the home run. Um, and he could give up multiple home runs as well. It's lefties first for me. The, the ones you mentioned are exactly who I'm on. Low, Rayleigh, Lau are those three right in the 4K range. Love all three of those lefties. Um, full stack is in play, but Javier is a good enough pitcher when he's on that they won't be a, one of my higher exposure stacks. Um, I prefer to hunt for home runs here, I think. Yeah, you got to keep them in the pool and get exposure to the full stack for in case we're getting high walk, uh, Javier. But just in general, kind of expecting a median outcome, Tampa wouldn't be near the top of my list. Their their ceiling and their range of outcomes, I think, is among the highest on this slate. But their median outcome, I think, is going to be a lot lower than uh, most of these other teams. Houston, I think, honestly makes for a great tournament contrarian stack with how much McClanahan's been uh, struggling lately. Yeah. Um, they're, they're really expensive, which is the problem. I mean, now that Tucker and Altuve are back, you've got three guys above five K. Um, McClanahan is good enough. I think I probably don't go there today. Um, 
I don't know. Baltimore got him for five runs. I guess if, if you get that same type of thing, it, it's possible Houston could pay off these prices. Tampa Bay does have a weak bullpen as well, so that's a boost here. They're a little bit pricier than I would want for the matchup, but because of, of McClanahan's struggles, maybe he he aggravates the back and comes out of the game super early. Um, they are in play, but I won't have a ton. They're a team that if I was playing, I think – 10 lineups would be, it'd probably take about 10 for me to get there. Um, but what I would want to do in tournaments is something very similarly to what I did, what I was talking about with the Braves and just do like pick my two favorite cheap pitchers and roll out Alvarez and Tucker who literally no one will play in a lefty lefty matchup. Um, but it's like you said, we're not necessarily playing for that. Those guys against McClanahan as much as, what if they get to him? The, the Houston's patient. What if they get to him? Uh, and McClanahan's out in the third inning, and we just get five, six innings of bullpen. Um, play Alvarez, Tucker. Bregman has been one of the hottest hitters in all of baseball. Um, Pena will probably bat second against the um, against the lefty. McCormick and uh, Abreu and Jolks, all strong plays against lefties. So I actually think this makes for a very strong contrarian tournament option would be tough for me to get there in like a single entry, three entry max, but anything more than that, I would definitely want to make sure I get some exposure to this team. We got the Cubs and the Cardinals next in this one at, at the uh, Cardinal stadium, eight and a half total. Um, your guys against Derek and STL cards guys. Do you have any interest in Drew Smiley going up against the Cardinals? So I, I need to preface this game with the trade deadline is fast approaching and both of these guys are squarely on the trade block. So make sure you're paying attention to news. Even, even if they're announced confirmed as starters, that doesn't mean they can't get moved at like 4 PM. And then you've got a lineup sitting there with these guys in there. So make sure you're keeping an eye on, on trade deadline news because either of these guys could get moved prior to the game. Um, Smiley is super cheap. I just, I, the Cardinals are too good against lefties for me to want to chase it. He can have random spike strikeout games, but I, I don't think this is a spot. We've talked about two 6K pitchers, I think, are in play already. Uh, Grayson at 7,300. I, I, there, there's plenty of cheap options. I don't think I need to chase Smiley. No Smiley for me. Montgomery, I think, is maybe in pool if you're in your, it can be in your pool because he's got a nice cheap price tag as an SP2. Um, I'm not going to target him. I have no interest in being like, Ooh, yeah, I want to make sure I get Montgomery and X amount of lineups. But if I have 8,100 remaining, I'm probably okay with him landing in my pool, but he does definitely fall below a guy that's only $400 cheaper than him, uh, in this tier for me. Yeah, I agree that last part right there. And I think I'd just even rather go down to Grayson Rodriguez than play Jordan Montgomery. The Cubs have been solid against lefties. There are strikeouts in the Cubs lineup, so it is a, a decent upside spot. I just I think the risk outweighs the upside for me. Yeah, he's. I feel very similarly to him as like Hoppy here. I view them in yeah. the same bucket where it's like they will be right on the edge of my pool if I try and keep a tight pool. I'll I'll, I'll x them out if I'm there. If I'm expanding my pool because I'm not playing very many different stacks, then yeah, maybe uh, maybe he makes the cut. Um, what about offenses in this one? I do think the Cardinals, as long as it's Smiley starting, are one of the top offenses on the slate. Yeah, com- completely agree. It was nearly 100 degrees on Thursday. I haven't looked at weather yet for Friday, but I'm sure it's going to be really hot and really humid in St. Louis, and that generally means lots of offense. We've got a, a massive fly ball pitcher here who is below average with strikeouts, and we've got a ton of right-handed power. 
you can certainly play left left-handers against Smiley too. He's very neutral splits. Um, so full stack for Cardinals, hunt home runs, Cardinals, whatever you want to do. Cardinals very much in play. Agree. One of the, one of the top offenses in the slate on the slate. Yeah. They fall behind the Braves for me, but they're also easier to get to. Um, I think they, they, there might be a couple other teams I would rank ahead, but maybe just a couple. I think they're definitely in the top three for me. Um, Goldschmidt, Arenado, all of these righties against the lefties, Tyler O'Neill still really cheap. Um, and then, like you mentioned, Smiley, not great against lefties either. So any lefties that are in the lineup, keep them in there. And he, I mean, if you, if you get uh, Knitzer in the lineup again for uh, Contreras not playing, then he's, I mean, he doubled on tonight. This is a dude that's weirdly hit with a lot of power this year. So he's probably one of the best. He almost hit a third too. So yeah, yeah like, he definitely in play against a lefty. Knitzer and uh Danny Jansen, both of these super cheap price tags, I think are just like phenomenal catcher options on this slate as one officer part of the stack. Um, what about the Cubs going up against Montgomery? For me, this would maybe just be like a, a mini stack situation. Maybe I play Morel, Gomes, Suzuki. And I, I mean, I guess you could even throw in the happen wisdom if you want to go full stack, but not among the top options on my list, but I don't think they're necessarily a bad option either. I don't mind the full stack. Um, Montgomery is below average with strikeouts. Um, Bellinger has been amazing against lefties, and that's not been the case throughout his career. But for whatever reason, this, this year he's smashing left-handed pitching. Nobody's playing him lefty-lefty at 5,100, so I love him as a tournament option. Morell is priced way up. He's going to be unowned. Um, I think guys like Suzuki and Gomes will catch some ownership. Half is cheap. I think those guys will catch some ownership, but the the high end guys, I don't think will have hardly any ownership at all. So I don't mind throwing Morel or, or Bellinger in there and adding them to the cheap guys just to, to differentiate quite a bit. Um, it's, I think I get to a full stack on them, but I definitely don't mind the mini stack either. Oakland at Colorado. We got a Coors game. It feels like a while since we've had Coors on the slate. Yeah. Um, Two very bad offenses, but still with an 11 total in this game. Um, Kyle Freeland just coming back uh, up off off the IL, so I don't think we're going to have any interest there regardless, even though it's against Oakland. J.P. Sears on the other side of things, I actually have a little bit of interest. I have a bit of a – I don't know what it is. I don't know why I do this to myself, but I have a soft spot (laughs) for J.P. Sears and Paul Blackburn. Those two Oakland pitchers I, I like getting to when they're cheap. And it is Coors, so I'm, I, I would rank him probably behind uh, Grayson Rodriguez and Singer. But I would I would consider including J.P. Sears in my pool. I think he's in play also. Um, Colorado has just been atrocious against left-handed pitching. Um, the worst offense in all of baseball, in fact, against lefties. Obviously, they get the, the bump going back to Coors. But they've struck out over 26.5% against lefties. Sears has some strikeout stuff going into Coors is obviously a huge downgrade, um, but he's pretty close to league average with his strikeouts over 22%. I, I too prefer the other, the other two six K guys we already talked about, but I, I don't think that I would call you crazy for wanting to play Sears. If, if CJ, like Chris Bryant's back on the IL, if, if CJ Crone misses this one again, um, ramp up C, Sears even more. Um, but, uh, if Crone is back, that would probably lower it a little bit for me, but Crone is still a guy that's going to strike out a ton. It just lowers his, uh, it, it lowers, it lowers his floor and, uh, and keeps that, uh, ceiling probably where it is. 
What about the offenses in this one? It's Coors. We're going to be interested in the offense. I feel like it's going to depend a lot for ownership for me. If we see the Oakland Athletics are the highest owned team on the slate, I'll probably just X out the entire team. But if people are going like, ah, it's Oakland, it's Colorado, I want to be spending up for all these other teams in in, in nice weather, um, then yeah, I'm gonna I'll, I'll play some Oakland against in, against Kyle Freeland and Coors. Yeah, I, I feel very similar. Going to be completely ownership dependent on Oakland. Um, I'm not sure I'm playing Colorado, even though it's Coors. Oakland just like bad offenses and Coors just they work they work out less than you would think. Um, Coors is definitely the best park for hitting in, in all of baseball, and it's not particularly close. But Oakland, Freeland always just seems to get lucky with Babbitt too. It, it feels like like he he'll, he'll generate the ground balls. He's just going to pitch to contact, which is a crazy thing to do in Coors Field. But <laughs> very low strikeouts. Oakland's cheap. I feel like they're going to catch a little bit of ownership here today. I'm I'm fine with the fade if that's the case. Um, if they are low owned. Favorites would be Rooker, Langliers, um, Geloff, if he's near the top of the order. He's he's getting up there in price, though. Um, Jordan Diaz, who can fill second base. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely an ownership thing for me. There's there's not really any exciting names here at all. I'm fine it's with Bidet and Loriano as well. Um, yep. But, yeah, I'm with you. It's not, it's not super exciting, and it's going to fully depend on ownership for me. If all of a sudden I see like, okay, I, these guys are all near the top of the order and I can play Jordan Diaz, Loriano, Rooker, and Giloff, and they're all going to be sub 10%, then I think they're a phenomenal stack and one of the very best stacks on the slate because it's Coors Field. But if they're among the higher owned bats on the slate, then I'm just going to play the ownership game on a 14-game slate and hit the X button on Oakland. And I feel very similar to Colorado. Um, if Colorado is at all chalky against Sears, I'm going to bump up my Sears exposure. If, if nobody's playing Colorado, then yeah, I'll make a, as long as he's in the lineup, a stack with Crone and um, Sears isn't particularly any stronger against lefties. He actually strikes out less of them. Um, so I'll play uh, the lefties in this spot as well. Mixing Gritchick. Hopefully Tovar is in a good lineup spot. Maybe it's Trejo. Um, and I'll, and I'll play some of these guys as well, but it's really just going to depend on ownership for me. Um, similar to those pitching plays we were talking about, like Scherzer and Cole, that's how I feel about this course game today. If they're low owned, I'm going to play a lot. If they're high owned, I'm not going to play any of them. Next game we got on this slate, we got Texas at Padres, two high powered offenses going toe to toe in this one. We got a eight total. Finally getting into the late slate of games. We could have a nice little four-game slate just with these uh, these late games. There's enough Definitely. offense and enough pitching in just these four games. Um, but we got Musgrove at Dane Dunning. I, th- I, I would not tell you you are stupid to play Dane Dunning at 6K if he was in your pool. Like, I wouldn't say you're dumb, but I'm not going to do it. Um, I like those other three guys in the 6K range we talked about better going up against San Diego. And Joe Musgrove is $9,700 going up against Texas. I don't need to play either of the pitchers in this one. I would, like, it's just a quick quick X spot for both of those guys for me. It, it's a quick X button for both uh, for me as well. Dunning just doesn't have any strikeout upside and Musgrove is overpriced and in a very tough matchup against Texas. If you told me I had no Jonah Heim and no Corey Seager uh, for Texas, maybe uh, and, and Musgrove was 8,400. 
I would definitely be interested in getting some Musgrove, but just at that price, I'm not interested. But I don't really want to play Seattle up against Musgrove. I or sorry, Seattle. I don't really want to play uh, Texas going up against Musgrove either with no Corey Seager, no Jonah Heim. Uh, maybe a Nate Lowe uh, one-off, maybe a low Garcia and somebody else mini stack. Sure, that is always in play. Um, but outside of that, I don't think I have much interest in Texas. Uh, San Diego, on the other hand, Dunning has been pretty fine this year, um, but I still think San Diego has some upside going up against them. Yeah, um, they're just they're, I don't love the price. Like you said, Dunning is, is a pretty solid pitcher. He, I just don't play him in DFS because he doesn't strike anybody out, but he does get ground balls. He has excellent control. I don't love the San Diego stack. If you want to look for, he doesn't give up a, a lot of home runs to be honest either. Um, so I'm, I'm lukewarm on San Diego. There is a lot of talent in this lineup. So I don't think you're crazy. If you want to get to him, I just, I don't think I need him on a 14 game slate. Do you have uh do you have his walk rate? What's Dunning's walk rate? Do you have that in front of you? I do. Uh, let's see here. Six and a half percent. Really solid. Really solid. I think that might make me like Juan Soto a little bit more. Like if Soto is going to be getting the ball in the strike zone, there's a good chance he could be knocking it out of the park. So I think he'd be my favorite one-off from this team. Um, and even like uh, you're, you can always play Tatis. You can always play Machado. If you land on Bogarts now that he's dropped at 4,400, it's fine. But I'm with you. I'm probably not going to be full stack in this team. They fall well below the Atlantas and the St. Louis's for me. So the similarly priced teams and I actually think I'd rather play Houston uh, than San Diego in this spot as well to get a little uh, little contrarian with it. Seattle and Arizona, next one in this spot. We got a nine total. Um, Logan Gilbert going up against Tommy Henry. Do you have any interest in uh, Logan Gilbert going up against Arizona? Tough matchup here against Arizona. They make a lot of contact. They're, they're, they get on base and they just constantly run and they, they just make life tough on a, a starting pitcher. I have a ton of respect for Logan Gilbert. I think he's, he's a well above average starter. He has an elite walk rate, a slightly above average strikeout rate, probably not the spot or the slate that I need to play him. If I playing that four game late slate, I, I could totally get on board with playing some Gilbert. I just, I, I worry about the upside here in this matchup against Arizona. He's in the same tier for me as Javier and Montgomery of like maybe they just make a cut if they land perfectly in a lineup. I can't quite get up to Scherzer, but I have 9K left, and I don't want to just leave a bunch of salary on the table. Um, and I love the rest of my lineup. I think it's fine. Um, I think it's totally okay, but he's not going to be a target for me. Um, definitely in that tier of like maybe he just makes the cut of my pool, but probably not. Tommy Henry going up against Seattle. Seattle sure can strike out a lot, but there's no way I am ever playing Tommy Henry. No, too too many walks, not enough strikeouts. Seattle's a very powerful offense. There there is strikeouts here, and he he was starting to put it together there for a little bit, but looks like he's come back to earth. Four walks in his last start. I, I don't need him on this slate. Arizona is a team. I think a hundred percent of the time you can include in your pool if you're playing a ton of lineups, just because they're very good. But they're not going to be a target going up against Logan Gilbert on the Seattle side of things. I think they have a ton of upside going up against Tommy Henry. Yeah, I, I love the Seattle bats here. I mentioned the power. That's what I'm chasing here. Uh, it's a full stack because he he does have that walk rate near 10%. Julio is one of my absolute favorite bats on the slate. Teoscar Hernandez is way too cheap for this matchup. Same goes for Eugenio Suarez. Um, 
it's just whoever's cat like hopefully Raleigh's in there. If not Murphy, I'm totally fine to save the money. He's only 2,400. Um, Seattle's in that top tier of stacks for me today. Yeah, I, I am with you 100%. I think they fall below the Atlantas and the St. Louis's for me, but this is like for their price. This is one of the most like affordable stacks on the slate and you're not going to find that many others with as high as upside as they have. So Seattle with their strikeout rates, this is always a team that can fail. Um, but uh, going up against a pitcher like Tommy Henry park upgrade, they're nice and cheap. I think they are one of the top stacks on the slate as well. Um, we got Cincinnati and we got the Dodgers second last game of the slate. We're making some pretty good time. We're still, we're still under an hour here and there's 14 games. So that's pretty, uh, pretty impressive. I'm proud of ourselves. Maybe we can even talk <laughs> about our Joe Burrow best ball exposure and how worried about that we are at the end of the show. Um, but uh, nine and a half total with uh, Cincinnati at uh, the Dodgers. We got we got uh, Miller going up against. I accidentally exited out of the tab here, and so I have to pull it back. Brandon up. Williamson. We got Miller and Miller and Williamson. Um, do you have? I'm assu- no. You don't have interest in Williamson. I know you don't have interest in Williamson. No chance. Um, what about uh, Miller on the other side? Because Bobby Miller for seven seven. I think he's he might be my favorite like cash game sp2 in this spot big park downgrade for cincinnati um seven seven is just a great price tag for him and he's one of my favorite pitchers on the slate yeah i I think he's very fairly priced for this matchup cincinnati is is much better than like their season-long numbers will show because they've called up a ton of talent here recently but there's still a lot of strikeouts in this lineup and there's a lot of youth in this lineup which they tend to be free swingers um, so Miller is a young guy himself, but he's, he's proven to have strikeout stuff already. He's over 23% on the season. Um, the leash is a, maybe a slight concern. It, it always is with Dave Roberts and the Dodgers. Um, so I do worry a little bit about upside between him and Mackenzie Gore. I think it's a conversation, um, that Gore might have a little more upside, but he certainly has more risk as well. Um, just because of his walk rate. This matchup against Cincinnati is, I think that the heart downgrade makes it enough to where I'm, I'll definitely have significant exposure to Miller. So we got Luch in chat right now uh, talking about NFL. He uh, shout out to the Luch who organized a nice little uh, fun Roto Grinders event that we got uh, coming shortly. I don't know if it's a surprise, so I won't dive into it, but. Uh, you're involved. Oh, then I, w- I won't talk about involved, who my first yeah. pick was. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it's a secret or not, but uh, uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you may or may not have uh, reason to be worried about uh, a Joe Burrow with uh, with correct. What we have <laughs> I have personally. I don't know what it's been on when I've been doing my DraftKings best balls, but I've been getting a lot of number two picks which is, of course, led, led to a lot of Jamar Chase and a lot of uh, Bengal stacks. So I, so I was worried when I saw that uh, injury today, him getting carted off, but it looks like it's just a calf strain, hopefully going to be nothing too bad here, and we should still be getting him out at the beginning of the regular season. So a little bit of a scare, but hopefully Joe Burrow is going to be all good to go. Let's talk about back to, pivot back to baseball. Uh, Cincinnati, it's like you said, they're a strong offense now. Um, they are way better than their season-long numbers, but still going up against the p- pitcher of Miller's caliber, 14-game slate, big park downgrade for them. I don't think I have any interest in uh, Cincinnati, 
the Dodgers, though, I think they are in the tier one for me alongside the Cardinals and the Braves. Yep, absolutely. Tier one, one of the top offenses in baseball, tons of power. Um, Williamson has a, a home run problem, and the Dodgers hit a bunch of home runs. They have not been as good against lefties, but they just added Ahmed Rosario to this team. Um, and I'm looking, making sure he's listed on the Dodgers. So I assume that he will be available for this game. Um, he's only 3,900. I have no idea where they're going to hit slot him into the lineup. I'm guessing it's down towards the bottom, but if he grabs like the six hole or something like that, Ahmed Rosario is, is a fantastic play. I love JD Martinez, Will Smith, Freeman. You can always play lefty lefty. Don't care that he's over 6k. Um, Betts is a very, very top option. Like they just, the Dodgers team is loaded with talent. Williamson is below average with the strikeouts and he gives up way too many fly balls and way too many home runs. I'm on the expert survey Friday morning. And I think I might put Mookie Betts as my favorite spend up option for cash games. Like it's Acuna. Yes. Is always kind of the top option. And Olsen in that lefty lefty spot is great. But the second base eligibility for Betts going up against the lefty, his ISOs this year against lefties is what, over 400? It's just been absolutely ridiculous. And so the second base eligibility, and I love the Dodgers, so I think Betts might be my favorite spend-up option on the entire slate. He might be number one for me. I think it's between uh, he or Olsen, and Betts just has uh, even more ways to get there with the uh, stolen base upside. So um, this is, I think, top three stack for me. I think I'd probably go... Atlanta one, uh, the Dodgers two, uh, with uh, St. Louis three and Seattle four. I think those are my four favorite stacks on the slate. Um, and yeah, I think the Dod- the Dodgers are cheaper to get to than a team like uh, than a team like. Geez, why am I blanking so much on this? Atlanta, it, like Atlanta, a little bit cheaper than Atlanta. Uh, very comparable to a team like. Um, St. Louis. So they're going to be one of my top on the entire slate, probably number two or three for me. Final game. We're doing great. Seven and a half total lowest total on the slate. We got Cutter Crawford at Logan Webb. Webb going up against the, uh, against Boston. He's not that high strikeout of the guy and they're a low strikeout lineup. I don't think I need to go to Logan Webb at 10 2 I think that's somebody I can just cross off my list. Um, he could have a great game, um, but it's, he, he's, he's pricey. He's pricey as well, and Boston's a tough team. So I don't think Webb is going to make my cut, but maybe he's in that similar tier as like Gilbert, Javier, and Montgomery. Um, and then uh, Cutter Crawford, he's struggled last game, but he's actually been better lately. He gets uh, a big park upgrade. He's shown a little bit of strikeout upside. I think he maybe falls number four for me behind Rodriguez, Singer, and Sears. But I actually do think that uh, Cutter Crawford is somewhat in play if you're running a ton of lineups. Um, I completely agree on on Webb, same as Logan Gilbert. I think he's an awesome real-life pitcher. Don't need him on this DFS slate. He's just overpriced for a uh, matchup against a high-contact Boston team. Crawford, I'm, I'm definitely interested in, maybe even a little more than you. I think I have him second behind Grayson Rodriguez as far as the 6K guy goes, um, just because Sears is is in cores. Um, and who was the other one I'm forgetting now? Singer. Uh, yeah, Singer. Just a lot of power in that Minnesota team, but it'd be close between him and uh, Crawford. But I think that's Crawford, fair. But... You can bump him, up ahead of, bump him up ahead of Sears, and then it's kind of 2A and 2B for Singer and uh, Crawford. 
Yeah, but I, like the strikeouts are above average. The leash isn't the longest, which is why he's sixty five hundred. Like it's baked into the price. Um, I'm, San Francisco is a team that that has talent, but they strike out a lot as well. Night, a huge ballpark upgrade here. Going from Fenway Park um, out west to San Francisco is is one of the biggest ballpark upgrades you can get. So, I think Crawford's very much in play here. Derek makes a great point in chat. There's a good chance one of these 6K pitchers will be in the winner tomorrow. I don't even think it's crazy that two of them will be. I honestly think that's a super reasonable build to have uh, to have, go with two of these guys. And like the only person that I'm I'm genuinely afraid of putting up Gaussman. a score is Gaussman. He's the only one that it's like oh, I'm I'm I think he could potentially double those guys. Like if those guys get yeah. 16 and he could get 32, if those guys get 20. I still think Gaussman could put up a 40 piece, like especially if Otani's not in that lineup. Um, and so that would be the one guy that would really make me worry. But I do think it's interesting to. Um, to go to, to try going double with those guys. If I was running five lineups, I might even do something like Gaussman with each of the four. And then in yeah. one of the other five, go double cheap um, and, and try something like that. Um, but what about the offenses in this slate? San Francisco, I think is in play going up against Cutter Crawford. Um, I have no interest in Boston in a park downgrade against a great pitcher. Um, San Francisco, I think is in play, but it's just a mid tier only if you're running lots of lineup stack. Yeah. Same thoughts. No, no interest in Boston. Um, San Francisco, I just hate using them because they pinch it so much. Um, it is a little bit softer against the righty because they don't, they like, they usually have all their lefties and their lefties are generally a little better. Um, like Jack Peterson, you can certainly play as a one-off. I don't know if I get to a full stack, but I, I'll probably have some exposures to to some of the power lefties, I think, mainly. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Let's do the morning grind game. I'm going to try and nail it without uh, having to – I'm going to try and not mess up any of what the games are. I don't want the chat to tell me what it is. Only tell me if I get it wrong. I've, done, I've hosted the show enough this week. I think I have it down. Favorite pitcher below 8K to get six or more strikeouts. I'm going Mackenzie Gore. Don't love the matchup against the Mets, but I do love the ballpark and I love his strikeout stuff. I appreciate you leaving me with my guy. Bobby Miller has been one of my favorite pitchers to target all season long. Um, Anytime he's on the slate, I play him and it almost always goes well. So Bobby Miller is going to be the guy that I'm going to be going with. Pitcher over 8K that you think will bust 15 or less points. I'm going to leave Curry out of this because that's just a ridiculous price. Um, Christian Javier against Tampa Bay. Just don't like the way he's been struggling. A few too many lefties in this lineup, and, and Tampa Bay is still at least solidly above average on offense. I'll go uh, I'll go. Mitch Keller going up against Philly. Just way too expensive. I don't know if they'll necessarily get under 15. Same with Joe Musgrove. I don't know if they'll necessarily get under 15, but for their prices, I think they're going to be pretty massive busts. So I'm going to go with Mitch Keller. Favorite hitter below 4K to get two or more hits. I forgot to write this one down. So let me ah. take a look here. Hmm. <laughs> Let's see. And we're don't staying look. out of cores, of course. Yeah. Don't look at the YouTube chat. I'm going to guess who yours is going to be. Uh, and I want to see if it's uh, right. I'm typing it in the YouTube chat. And so we're going to see if I'm right. Uh, shout out to Derek and Michael in chat uh, saying I did a great job this week. I appreciate you guys. That means a lot. It's a little nerve wracking uh, doing the full host job. So uh, I appreciate that. Who do you got? 
if you went, if you're thinking that I'm thinking Cubs, you are, you're on the right trail. Um, give me against the lefty. I, I just love the way Jan Gomes hits against left-handed pitching. I'm going Jan Gomes at 3,200. Oh, that, that's, a, that's a better answer, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ahmed Rosario is, if he's in the in the lineup and available, I, I love it. Ahmed Rosario at, at 3,900 as well. Oh, I, uh, maybe that's I was trying to do it on the fly, but yeah, I, I love that call. Maybe that's just the answer I should go with here, Ahmed, Riz- Ahmed Rosario. But I'm trying to get a little bit different here. I'm going to go with Tyler O'Neill uh, as uh, as my guy. Like Actually, too. no, yeah. I'm going to go with Eddie Rosario. I'm not going to go with Ahmed. I'm going to go with Eddie uh, because Atlanta is my favorite team on the slate, and he is below 4K. Favorite hitter above 5K to hit a home run. Give me J.D. Martinez. Has a long career of smashing lefties, and he gets a fly ball lefty today. I'm going to go with Vlad Guerrero, one of the, I think, top contrarian uh uh, options on the slate that, that today is going to be Toronto. And so they're going to be one of my favorite sneaky stacks. I think I'll probably write them up as my favorite sneaky stack them or Houston on uh, the expert survey today. Um, but uh, Vladimir Guerrero, 5,100, just over 5k. He's going to be knocking one out of the park. Oh, I should have gone Jansen uh, Derek for <laughs> my uh, below three hit, below 4k two hit pick. That would have been a good one. Um, but that'll do it for the morning grind. We're off on the weekend, uh, but I will be on crunch time on Friday. I'll be on uh, crunch time Saturday and Sunday as well. So you're still going to be getting lots of me and Stevie, I believe will be back on Monday for the morning grind. Um, if you're still with us live, make sure you hit that like button before you get out of here. If you're watching us on YouTube the next day, Friday morning with your coffee, uh, make sure you uh, hit the like button there as well. Big 14 game slate. We got lots and lots of content with chiefs. Take your pick em show the expert survey, consensus value rankings, uh, Grinders Live, Crunch Time, and all that great stuff on Friday. So make sure you tune in because there's probably going to be a lot of news on a slate so large with the trade deadline looming. Lots of players we're expecting to play. They might be on different teams by the time their games hit tomorrow. So make sure you stay tuned to Crunch Time, to Grinders Live because there should be a lot going on. I am TJ. This is Keith. Thank you so much for tuning in and uh, we will see you next week or uh, for the morning grind.